Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Open Gym. I am your host, Omar Blancarte, and I'd like to introduce this week's guest, Ray Napoles from La Puente, California. Ray is a photographer, creator, and artist. And in this episode, he talks to us about his journey in photography, the book that he published, and some of his future projects that are set to drop pretty soon. There's definitely more to Ray than my intro, but I'd rather you hear it from him. So let's get it started. Hello, everyone. Today on Open Gym, we have Ray Napolis. Ray, thank you for uh, giving us your time. I know you're always busy. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you said you've listened to the podcast here and there. So my first question for you is, who is Ray? What do you do? And where are you from? Um, my name is Ray Napolis. I'm a photographer from Southern California, specifically a small town, um, La Puente, California. Uh, I'm most known for photography, but as of recently, I've been exploring into new mediums. And um, I'm also going to school. I'm a third year in at Cal Poly Pomona for landscape architecture. Um, and yeah, I think that kind of sums up what I do. Okay. So you went to school, or you're going to school for landscape architecture. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why? So initially when I went to school, I went to, so I was doing two years um, as an art history major. And when I was going through that, like I didn't really feel a connection as strongly as I did um, when I ended up transferring into landscape. Um, I think um, what really drew me into landscape was the whole design aspect of it. I was really excited because kind of like why I wanted to be an art history major was to study art and kind of learn more about um, different eras and times that, um, you know, that different times in which artists and like the way that their brain was working during that era and like how that influenced culture. Um, but I kind of felt like um, I was missing something or a connection there. So I ended up switching over into um, architecture, which kind of was, um, you know how like making movies, <laughs> like kind of yeah. taking like a lot of aspects of like photography, sound design, I feel like architecture is that for art. Like you have to know how to draw, you have to know how to draft, you have to know math and like the measurements and scale. And it's just really like, and then you also have to take in consideration, especially in landscape design. Um, you have to take in consideration the way that people are going to interact within that space and how, how this space can kind of like invoke an emotion. And I think, um, yeah, to answer your question, like that's what, kind of like drove me into that and and yeah it's it's the biggest influence within my um like anything I do like I it makes me think more about projects or um photos that I take and uh, just thinking about all those elements coming together within a photograph another question that I wanted to ask so do you consider yourself an artist or photographer I know you said you're working with different um mediums now um i think for the most part i don't mind being called just a photographer as of right now like you know um but as i do dive into deeper mediums i think just like the most neutral word artist like kind of fits categories and doesn't really limit me so i think sooner than later i would like to just be called called an artist yeah (laughs) okay plus there's more there's more to meet the eye like i've no like i've checked your Instagram page and I know you're currently working on like a boom box. You've done mirrors, right? 
Yeah, so that's kind of all been like quarantine activities. Oh yeah. Um, like I won't even yeah, like so we did like some stuff like within school, like we do a lot of like uh, model making and stuff like that. And it's really like I just like the hands-on feel and I think I was kind of missing that um when we switched over to online and so yeah, so I learned how to um cut glass and uh do learn a little bit of carpet like carpentry. Um so working with different kinds of wood and how to kind of like put them together to make something. Um it's been really rewarding, so I don't mind it. So are these projects like the the mirrors and the boom boxes, whatever you may say, are they going to keep going or is that like <laughs> one um, one time? I don't know. Like I think about these kind of like just kind of equating into something bigger one day or kind of like, you know, like it's like little challenges like, oh, can I make a boom box? Can I make a speaker? Um, the speaker was really inspired by um, Tom Sachs and I saw mm-hmm. his work um you know, what he did with speakers and, um, and my dad growing up was a DJ. Okay. And so like, I kind of always had like this connection in the way, like even to this day, like you bring home like a new speaker, like he'll literally try it out. So there's always been like this fascination for it. Um, and like, I've never wanted to become a musician. I have like zero rhythm. And I think I really related to that when, um, when, when sax was saying that he doesn't make music, but he makes instruments for like musicians or tools for musicians. Um, and I really thought that's like what a DJ kind of like was too. Yeah. And the culture, a DJ culture was really, um, it was kind of like booming, like towards the, like the, the end of like, like the beginning of COVID, like a lot, like everyone was just kind of DJing. I, I was like in that too. Um, but I think it's fun. Like, I, I don't think it's something that there should be gatekeepers for. I think everyone kind of like has their different genres. I think mm-hmm. the speaker by itself is kind of, and I love the speaker kind of playing cause I didn't want to put I think the personality is what comes out of it, you know, uh, you play, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, like it's, it's kind of minimal, but then when you think about like what someone could come out of this, like a different genre of music, it's kind of like, you know, like that's yeah. what gives it the character that it needs. Oh, that's, that's tight, man. The way I didn't think about that. I like the like plain simple, but you really <laughs> say that. Yeah. Um, so do, do you want to talk about some of your um, photography projects? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll start off with the first project that I was working on, which is or the one that came out not too long ago in, in November of 2019. Um, that was like a year-long project that was coming out. Um, so that's kind of like when I was kind of working and trying to strive to develop a certain style and then... Um, trying out new formats because for the longest time I was shooting only um, digital photography and I think what came out of when I started to switch over into the realm of like film photography or more analog um, styles of capturing or taking a photo um, what really came out was like a more sensitive like I was more sensitive to like what was around me also looking for um Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Okay, but yeah, no. also <laughs> um, kind of looking for things around me that kind of like sparked my interest and kind of having that limitation that I didn't have within digital was really like important. And I think that's kind of like what motivated me to move further. Um, and so, yeah, so that project was kind of built around the time of when my grandmother was, um, she was, you know, like getting sicker and 
like the, the inevitable, you know, what was going to happen next. Yeah. Um, so it's a really personal project and I didn't really think of it as like, I didn't really emphasize it as such a personal project, but um, so it was a little bit more loose ended, but it was kind of um, built around this, this theme of loss or emptiness. And I think some of the photos um, or the, the emotion that I was trying to invoke within the project was kind of like this journey. Um, <laughs> was that the all of, all of a sudden project? Yeah, it's the all of a sudden project. Sorry, I thought I named it. No, yeah. no. Um, so yeah, I think that project was pretty personal. I'm glad like it did well. And I'm glad like some people, like, you know, I got really good feedback from it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was more of a project for me and my family. Yeah. I think kind of like the emotions that we were going through during that. Um, and then also just kind of like this, uh, this, um, dialogue between like myself of like, um, being more empathetic towards like those, uh, those, um, those emotions and being more open to kind of like viewing them and, and putting out a creative output instead of like dwelling on them. Yeah. I think, yeah. So that's what kind of like photography is for me or what it has become it's kind of more of like this output than not to distract me from what I'm going through personally, but to kind of guide me in how to get through it. You know? When did you start? Like, when did you choose to become a photographer? Um, that was in my sophomore year of high school. Um, yeah, I really wanted a camera really bad, but my parents wouldn't buy me one. So I had like this small job of like flipping signs for Boost Mobile. Uh, oh, and I kind of got, yeah, <laughs> got enough money from that to buy one from um, from a pawn shop near me. Um, it was a Canon 60, so it was like a, a APS-C sensor camera. So it wasn't like too, you know, like new or yeah. uh, it was too too wild. Where like, so it was a good like starting point for me, I think. Um, switching between all these cameras and all these different mediums has really like been eye-opening and you know like it's been like working in my favor so did you appreciate it more that you had to like purchase a camera and then like figure it out on your own or um yeah i have to think youtube a lot yeah (laughs) yeah i literally youtube everything i literally youtube how to do everything before i execute it and i think that's kind of like the difference now i think that being an artist now is so it's so like you can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. It's really encouraging. Like, you can just, oh, how do I do this? Okay, give me, like, a day to figure it out. Yeah. I'll just, like, save all these videos and I'll study them. And I'll just buy the material and make that, like, prototype project. So, yeah, like, I think um, working with limitations is, like, the most rewarding. So you've been shooting since um, so your sophomore year of high school. And now you you could say you've developed a sense of who you are as a photographer? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> no? You're still finding out? I'm still finding out because, like, I, I do shoot in all these different styles. Um, and I think that's just kind of, like, the person that I am as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just kind of, like, I can just kind of shape myself into different environments or different situations. I think my photos kind of reflect that where it's like, um, you know, whether I was shooting on a different format, um, you know, the, the photo still has like the same feeling, just maybe a different look. 
and I think um, I think viewing my my work, you'll probably get a better understanding of that. Yeah. Um, this is yeah, no, to the audience. It's hard, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's. Uh, I'm still like you're never gonna stop finding out, you know, like who you yeah. are, your work, and then you know you might look back at it later and be like, um, yeah, that made sense for that time, and then maybe it doesn't make sense now. It's a lot of trial and error, of course. Yeah, I feel like um, I kind of suffer from. I think it's imposter syndrome. <laughs> like you don't think you're good <laughs> yeah. like you like i think like I'm, i've self-diagnosed myself for at times like i'm like editing a photo and i can't sleep because of it and i'm just thinking like oh that photo was not even good like <laughs> i even waste my time on it but um i think i think it's it's a lot of again like trial and error and i think anyone can just start picking up picking up on something and like sooner or later they're gonna see and i think also that's what like we're um social media kind of comes in play i mean like i'm not an advocate for social media but it has kind of become a part of our life in a, in a different kind of environment um i think it's a, like you you start to get like these certain feedbacks and and people start to react to your work um that you that you do share and it's kind of like you know like i have a lot of work that I, I've never shared <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I, I, I literally know like, Oh, this photo is not going to do good. Like if I post it and like, as much as I think, like as much as I like this photo, just kind of like this, this like hesitation to do anything like that. Yeah. So like, again, like you don't really know what's good, you know? So. Cause like what's good to you can be not good. It's, it's all subjective. Not. Exactly. Yeah. So as long as you like it, I, I recommend you, you just go with it. Okay. Okay. Also, um, you mentioned you had, or you published a book? Yeah, so the book was All of a Sudden, yeah. Oh, that was for All of a Sudden? Cool. How was that? Like, you, like, published it on your own, or? Yeah, so luckily for that project, um, I did reach out to a local publisher, which um, Rebecca at Curious Publishing, um, uh, she helped me out with the execution and kind of getting the book rolling. Um, you know, I have a lot to think Um her, public, her publication for, you know, and then kind of like putting the whole project together and then also throwing the release party and, you know, like all that, getting more exposure out. And, yeah, you know, it's really, it's really, um, it was kind of like surreal. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really like expect it to go that well, but like thanks to her and everyone else who helped, like it, it did. So if we wanted or someone wanted to view your work for that, how would they view that? Uh, I mean, there's still some couple of copies left. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to print them again. Um, there's a couple of copies. And then pretty soon with my next release, I'm going to release a website. And then um, like some photos are going to be on there as well. Where can we uh, purchase all of a sudden? Uh, you can purchase it at a couple of bookstores within the IE. Um, you can also get it from the Curious Publishing website. And then also, I think, uh, Magic Door so was it a lot of work publishing the book or i mean it's a lot of um it's a lot of iteration like i was asking a lot of friends for like a lot of help with it because mm-hmm. um, i'm kind of like indecisive and um i kind of got the idea of like how to make the book progress you know working it into the software and how i would think i would look at it in real life you know, oh, I see. Um, but I think the hardest part for me was just kind of a cover, because um, because 
to be honest with you, like I already had this project in mind and I was kind of already putting together before I had reached out. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> and then, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a just spur of the moment type of thing. Yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't just random. I kind of, I was kind of like hoping for it to go through way. And then today you just posted something for a collage for Paranoia. Yes. So um, that is a brand I've been working with. Um, I, I got into contact with Idris, a local LA artist that I'm also a big fan of prior to meeting him, which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so that's his brand. I've been working with him and then also um, uh, Chris. Uh, and then we've been working. So yeah, we did that together. Um, that was cool. Again, like that's what I was talking about, like exploring new mediums and yeah. trying to like put the work in a different kind of light. Um, so it was more like a hands-on, like gluing it into a page, having someone write all over it. Um, yeah, that was really inspired by. Uh, um, have you seen? Do you do you follow um, uh, Veterana Zanuka like on on Instagram? No, they're, they're like a they're an archive page, but it's like more of like uh, Latino culture and like people who've grown up like I think mostly the majority of the photos I've seen are from the like this area, Southern California area, um, with high density of you know Latino people, and yeah. um, I think seeing that and then also like the way that uh, like graffiti or um, some sort of script has been like embellished into photographs or like drawn on or like dated or like you know some sort of graphic has been drawn onto it yeah um i thought that was really inspiring like to kind of like dive into that part of what the culture um of like my culture has become or like just like latino culture in general kind of like like this like personalization of something yeah like a um, black book yeah literally like a black book like that, that was my black book and oh you know, okay <laughs> and like yeah so i think that's really interesting and then also looking at the works of like jim goldberg um another photographer who kind of like um is known for kind of drawing or creating more imagery within their work um and then also david sornietti uh who is known for being mario sornietti's little brother but also most known for his documentation of the 90s and the 90s fashion industry um um, at the time and then yeah so I, I've seen like pages of like his book and like his black book because he was also um known for like his his graffiti um and yeah I thought it was super cool I thought it was like really uh, a personal take on on those inspirations and yeah it was like a really cool project that I that I'm, that I'm kind of proud of <laughs> yeah kind of you should be not kind of um can you talk a little bit about the bedroom series that you've shown me or is it? <laughs> no, no. The bedroom series is, it's been in the works for a, a while now. Um, it's been like a year and a half since I started it. Oh, I, I don't even know. It started at the same time. The, the same time I presented my book um, all of a sudden to the publisher, I already had like some rooms done. Like I think I had like, maybe five rooms and right now i'm like at 30. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a while because and also we've been in this like uh pandemic for like six months so i didn't yeah. really want to go to people's homes um <laughs> or wasn't really asking as much as i should um or as much as i would have um but yeah the bedroom series is also um it takes inspiration from uh an older series 
Um, so when my grandmother had passed away, so that's kind of like what all sitting was about. Um, I had also inherited a, a new room. So this room that I'm in currently. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of like personal because for my whole life, I was kind of like, <laughs> and it's kind of like just how, how the project started was I was in sharing a room with my sisters my whole life. And then all of a sudden I kind of get like this new space to kind of like fill. Yeah. And I've never had the, I've never had this much freedom. And so I was kind of curious about how to um, like fill it and like what to do with it and how to decorate it. Cause I did not do that in my old room. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then also being like, I think I was 20 when I got the room or 21. So it hasn't even been that long, but um, yeah. So thinking about that and being curious. And then I've also was looking at the older series, the, old, the first bedroom series, the OG one <laughs> by Adrian Salinger. Um, that came out within the, within the nineties. Um, I think we were talking about this before. I didn't want to get too deep before yeah. the recording, but, um, so yeah, so, um, their, uh, series is like about teenagers within their bedrooms in like the late eighties, early nineties. And, um, it's really taken a new life of its own. Like as of recently, um, you see certain projects kind of like uh, nod towards it and kind of like this whole idea of like being in your bedroom and then also just being a young adult in your bedroom. And um, I read this interview where they talk about uh, within the digital age, and they mentioned something about the digital age and that really like um, influenced me into thinking about how do rooms look now and so this is kind of like where the project has ended up. So it's kind of been like this digital age influence on rooms. Because I think um, when you talk about people or you talk about young adults in their room now, I think a lot of the older generation would say like their rooms are so bare now. You know, like we like we used to, like there's a famous image of like someone sitting on their bed within that series and like their whole room and like from roof connecting to wall is oh, like... Geez. Yeah, all posters. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's super iconic. And, like, I, I was kind of scared and hesitant, like, to start the series. Because I was like, I'm never going to get a room. Like, that cool. <laughs> no one has a room that cool. Uh, <laughs> but that kind of, like, it, it kind of encouraged me more because it was more of a... I know they didn't label the room series as a documentary series, I believe. I, I think they say that in, within the interview that I read. Um, but... I kind of saw it as like this 20, 20 so year difference between that series and this one and kind of seeing how people nowadays uh, camouflage within their rooms. I think also it's a person study of like these people who you don't know, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm photographing them in their private space. And I think when you see someone, when you see the series and you see someone photograph within their room, it's like the extra context of what you need to know like kind of what this person it's kind of like this like i don't want to say like you're going to perceive this person a certain way yeah but it is context to kind of enforce like what they might be about you know it's kind of just like who this person people. might be yeah exactly um and i think it's kind of interesting when you see the more bare rooms and it's like why has this become like the norm and then so you start to get into the digital age and then you start to think about well I don't need, you know, like, like physically, I do not need magazine posters on my walls anymore. Yeah. Because, like I have a phone and I can just like screenshot, save, make a folder. We have computers now, you know, that wasn't so accessible then. Um, Cause me personally, like I don't have a lot of stuff in my, um, 
like on my walls but i do have a lot of folders like <laughs> on my laptop and like, in yeah. my phone that like like i have my instagram like save stuff like i look at that for inspiration i i like screenshot things and i save them on my computer and that's kind of like my archiving yeah um and I think, yeah, and I think this series kind of like just just kind of touches on a lot of things too that are current. Because I know like when, again, like referring, because like whether we like it or not, like the pandemic's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we spend a lot of time at home, like a lot of time at home. I think um, also being a young adult and like spend, spending so much time at home as someone who never really did before. Like I would always be at school, like late nights, I would sleep over at a friend's house. Um, it's kind of like made me rethink how i fill this space and kind of so that kind of goes back into the the architecture side of it yeah um, you know like how do i feel the space how do i live in it how do i how do i feel better more comfortable so i've kind of like redecorated uh, <laughs> so yeah the bedroom series is a is a really i didn't really think i was gonna enjoy it as much as i did and I, it's really rewarding to look at it now and as it's like finally about to come out is a bedroom series gonna release in those two weeks that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, so I'm planning for a two-week release. Um, it might, my, it might. It might know. change? <laughs> it might change. I don't, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I went deep back into your um, Instagram and <laughs> okay. talked to you a bit. Okay. Um, to your San Francisco shoot. Okay. I think I saw the post. You said you mentioned how it was your first time traveling by yourself mm-hmm. and you were able to take some pictures. Was that like a way to keep yourself creative or like what was the inspiration be- for you to travel on your own? So I think for that trip, like it was like the first time again, like, so the same thing as like the bedroom series is I didn't know how to react to like getting a new thing. I think with the San Francisco series, which I named it Frisco because when I was talking to my grandfather about it one time, he was like, Oh, you went to Frisco? And I was yeah. like, like, <laughs> like that, like that is real old term, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like since he said it, I was like, okay, yeah, like it's kind of stuck. And um, so yeah, like that was like my first time like traveling by myself, taking a plane and like, it, it might not seem like a huge journey, you know, like it's like an eight hour, six hour drive and like an hour flight. But I think it was like a big stepping stone to like kind of practice in my own. I think when you travel somewhere, when you travel somewhere as an artist, like, and, and you have, like, this tool that can, like, capture something, I think you start to see new things and somewhere you're not familiar of. Like, if I were to walk around my town and, like, take photos, like, I, I know what everything is. Like, it doesn't excite me, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah, it's, like, a different outlook of when you're not, you know, when you're not from somewhere. And I think this is a common theme within photography. You know, you got, like, Robert Frank and, like, the Americans. Um like he was coming from another country into here and seeing the culture shock of that. And I was kind of like exploring that, like on a much more minimal level, but, <laughs> um, but it was still like a, like a, again, like it was like a trial thing, you know, like that, that whole series and like the small book that I made out of it um, was kind of like a stepping stone into, into bigger projects. And, you know, I, I, I always look back on it as like, Oh, that's how like it should feel. Like it should feel like, wow like it should feel like good to make yeah. something it shouldn't feel like super stressed and that's kind of like um, yeah I, I just always look back at that and I'm, I'm really happy with how that came out during that time how is uh that interaction with like strangers 
Yeah, so I was doing a lot more stranger portraits at that time. Um, I was really into like, uh, I like so um, starting out. I mean, I still am, but like, uh, I was really enamored by like how he interacted with strangers and how he kind of like approached and like what that approach was. And I think that's kind of like become a weird thing in photography. I, <laughs> oh, I've, <laughs> like, I've, I've noticed that like videos on TikTok and like you go up to strangers. Yeah, like how to approach strangers and it's not hard like <laughs> like you literally just gotta go up to someone and say can i take your photo and they say no you go away <laughs> and then but yeah it, it was interesting and i think seeing people um at that time you know and then and interacting with some people um that i've taken photos with that, like i would walk down the streets with them and kind of like get to know a little bit more about them than just the photo and i think um that was just important for me as a photographer and seeing like the optimism that are, is in within people. Yeah. Um, and sometimes taking a photo of someone is just like a nice gesture. It's, you know, like it's like, Hey, I, I enjoy how you look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any advice you can give to someone or like a starting photographer artist? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not like to, you know, not really anything, but, I would just say like personally, like what I've been doing is like, I I look back at old work and like, I, I'm really glad I kept going. And like, there's been certain times where I'm like, I should just not do this. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I, I think if you continue to compare yourself, if you continue to compare yourself to other artists and like, you're never gonna win, you know, like um, everyone has their own style and you may not, there may I was thinking about this the other day like there may be a style because this is a style of photo, photography that I really love but that's not the photography I produce I could try my hardest and like that can't produce it I don't think certain things can be forced and especially in like like when when you're trying to do something that's so vulnerable you know I think at times like my photography is really vulnerable and like, if that's not the photo that I'm, the outcome that I'm getting, then I can't like be mad at it. Cause yeah. it's like, cause obviously it's, I think it's somehow truer than what I'm perceiving it to be. And I think like later on that will make sense. Cause I look back at certain photos now, I'm like, oh, wow, like that felt like this feels better now than what it, than what I did, like when I looked at it initially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no i'll just say my advice was is just like keep going like i it's most cheesy advice that anyone can give you but keep going keep learning <laughs> literally um if someone were to ever reach out like would you be willing to work for them or is it just you're doing <laughs> photography for your purpose i mean yeah i'm always down to help like smaller artists such as myself and um i think community and with especially within like art forms is really important so yeah, I'm always like willing to help someone out with their photography or product shots or anything like that. Yeah. Ray, do you want to um, drop your Instagram or Instagram, Twitter, or any social media thing that you have so people can see your uh, work? I only, have, I only really use uh, an Instagram, which is Ray Anopolis with an extra S. <laughs> okay. um, and yeah, so pretty soon I'll also be posting on my website. Um, on Instagram. I posted on my yeah, I posted the website on Instagram. So if you follow there, you'll see it there. Cool. Um, Ray, so I wanted to thank you for being on the show. I appreciate your time.
course. No, thank you. Sorry, didn't happen sooner. <laughs> no worries. You're a busy person. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. I want to give a special thanks to Ray for giving me his time and sitting down and talking to me. I want to say thanks to everyone who's listening for making it this far into the episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like and subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you.